<laughs> Yo and hello It is me Just call me T. Marie And this is yet another episode of the Come Up Culture Podcast As you can already tell As y'all already have figured out Surprise Today is not the 15th um, <laughs> Listen, I am And have been And will continue to be outside like (laughs) I yeah ever since my birthday I've been outside and I am unapologetic about it I'm you know I'm I'm gonna get it together for May you know I've had a lot of fun you know thank you again to everyone who you know came out and celebrated my birthday you know whether in part or in whole throughout all of the you know different activities throughout these last couple of weeks i thank you thank you thank you again for all the love all the shout outs all the memories all of everything i'm truly truly grateful um yeah because this is a twofer two episodes dropping on the same day you know to kind of make up for you know my shenanigans um i can't really i can't really you know add too too much to 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 this intro this week um you know, I just, again, I thank you for everyone who's been tuning in. I thank you to all of my guests, you know, who have sat with me, who have shared with me, who have, you know, inspired me and, you know, who have taught me. And, you know, I just say thank you. I'm just so filled with, you know, gratitude and I, I, I can't say anything else. Like I, I am at, at, at a loss for words, like... Yeah, like I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss for words. Like that was the sound I needed. Um, I I just am I'm just speechless and I'm just overwhelmed. Actually, you know, today being um four twenty, I went out. Shout out to um, you know, what is it, Black Girl Smoke? Yes, Black Girl Smoke. Uh, where's my phone? Damn it. I can't uh, uh I believe her name is Vic Styles um on Instagram great event really dope vibe so many you know beautiful black women just chilling outside in the park puffing away having you know a great fucking time it was truly a vibe like the DJ was a vibe you know all the participants the vendors people were selling you know everything you know I saw crystals I saw plants I saw food I saw you know the nutcrackers going around like people brought out giant uno and dominoes and spades and you know there was a tent like you already outside in the park but you outside in the park in a tent lighting up like that's next that's some next level shit but you know I, I i enjoyed the vibe so you know i'm not gonna go you know on and on and on um i just want to say this week what am i feeling let me see let me let me check the feelings well see uh powerful courageous creative yep absolutely um proud successful and confident yep 
fantastic optimistic hopeful and inspired y'all already know the deal with that um excited eager and energetic uh let's see let's see i don't feel i feel busy but i don't think that i feel pressure or rushed um nope none of those none of those none of those yeah, none of those. Um, yeah. I mean that's that's really what it is. Optimistic. Trust uh not trusting. <laughs> Optimistic, proud, powerful, excited, amazed, astonished, and awe. Uh I'm I feel like a little bit of that. I guess I could I could say I feel a little bit of that. Um yeah, it's just it's it's I'm just I'm just so happy to be in this space where everything is exciting again. I, like, I, I feel like that's what I needed. Like, you know, seasonal depression be gone. You know, airy season came, shook shit up, re-energized everyone, I feel. Because, you know, I've been bumping into people left and right. And everybody, you know, has turned over a new leaf and, you know, they're just ready to get at them. People are ready to get outside. Listen, everybody's excited for summer's 2022. And, you know, I'm just I'm just looking forward to seeing what it's going to, you know, what's going to unfold. Um, so, yeah, in the meantime, um, I want to shout out, you know, a couple of, you know, brands that I, you know, truly, truly fuck with. Um, first and foremost, Trivia for Us. You can find them on Instagram at Trivia for Us. Um, rap bibs you can find rap bibs on instagram at r-a-p-b-i-b-s rap bibs it's a rap bib hashtag you gotta get that they got the cream collection and the goat collection what's the difference you got to check out their website and figure it out um who else who else who else can i shout out oh heavenly fragrance candles thank you so much miss ravonda goodman um of heavenly fragrance candles um their candles their soy melts they now have home spray so you know ditch that cheesy febreze and get you some real 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 smell goods from heavenly fragrance candles so you can find them on instagram at heavenly fragrance candles 444 i believe um and heavenly fragrance candles.com um who else can i shout out who else is there for me to shout out um i feel like i'm missing somebody but i hope i'm not um please be sure um to follow the um guests you know they come on they share these gems they share their stories you know they bear a piece of them and so i would appreciate if you know my um peoples my homies will share some love with them too you know drop them a message drop them a comment let them know you know what you liked about what they had to say um if there's anything that they've you know taught you and you'd like to you know thank them for it please feel free to leave them a dm um yeah i just don't you know want it to be that they feel like they just come here and niggas don't care about them because we do care right like we do we we, we do care so, yes, make sure to, you know, spend some digital currency with the guests. Um, spend some digital currency, you know, for, with me um, on the podcast page. Um, please, please, please like, 
comment, subscribe. I got to, you know, get the motivation to get the clips back out there. But, you know, I appreciate, you know, the patience and everything for everybody. So, yeah, before I start rambling any further, um, I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to get into, you know, this week's uh, discussion with our guests who um, <laughs> comes to talk about professionalism and, you know, being authentic and being your best self at work. And, um, you know, he shares a lot of great insight and a lot of good tidbits. And, um, yeah, everything I just said applies to him as well. So make sure you go and you check him out on all of his platforms and stuff. And um, we'll be right back. Yeah, I love your art wall. Thank you. Thank you. Do you frame all of those yourself? Yeah, we um all of these are for the brand. Um so we got like AOC, you got Winnie the Pooh, um, yeah, all of those. Oh, nice, nice, nice. That's so dope. So good morning. How are you? Doing really well. Excited to be here. You picked a very early time. Are you usually up early? I, I am usually up early. Um, I'm usually up at like five AM, but uh now I woke up at like eight fifty. <laughs> <laughs> up at five AM to do what? Oh, I'll be working. Okay. I'll be working on the side business. That's the, like the time that I get to myself before like the email pings and the slack and all that other stuff. Well, welcome. Welcome to the Come Up Culture podcast. I don't know if I've introduced myself, but my name is T. Marie. Thank you so much for coming. So usually I start with just like a little, you know, bio of who my guest is. You know, you can talk about who you are, what you do, where you're from or anything that you would want my listeners to know about you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my name is Pavel Martinez or Pavel Martinez. Um, born and raised in New York City, and um, I'm the owner of Plural. Um, it's a media company lifestyle brand that's that has a mission of redefining professionalism. You know, I've been in tech for my entire career, and like the jobs have been like relatively difficult, but the most difficult part for me has been this conflict that I've often faced between authenticity and professionalism you know what i mean like i feel like most of us when we go into work we hide who we are we fake it and i just want to create the representation that i wish i had when i was younger to show people that like you don't have to fake it in order to be successful so um that's where i'm at these days that's amazing but you have your podcast as well right yeah i do have my podcast as well part of part of that brand that i was talking about earlier Mm. I've listened to a couple of snippets. I, yeah. I must admit, it's 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 a lot of deep stuff that you talk about. And so, like, how did you start your podcast, and you know, what's your mission for it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, my my mission is to is to redefine professionalism because I feel like, like, if it's crazy, like if you look at the definition, it's just defined as a skill or competence needed to do a profession, right? Skill or competence, right? But mm -hmm. I feel like we've been taught especially people of color, like we've been taught that it means so much more than that. We've been taught that professionalism has a specific look. Code exactly. switching is very real when it comes to people of color to be accepted in professional settings. Absolutely. I think that's so dope. I like how you stylize plural too. Cause like, yeah, plural or, or plural, like it's, it's the same, like plural, like the opposite of singular. It's, it's the same word, has the same spelling and meaning in English, Spanish, and Portuguese, which are all oh, the wow. you know major languages in you know Latin America or um, you know for the culture, et cetera. So that's that's the word that I want to use. But the original spelling was already taken in the trademark that I wanted, so I just added a W. <laughs> so 
and I was like, oh, it keeps the word like raw in there. So I was like, you know, be raw, be you, I, be your I, most authentic self. I really like the stylization. I can't even front. Like that, that's what kind of like drew me to your brand. Like it's so ah, simple, it's but it's so unique. Yeah, thank you. Um, but to answer your question as well, though, like the podcast, like it's all about redefined professionalism. So what we do is e each week we have an, a, another guest where we talk about the conflict between authenticity and professionalism. Mm. Right. And we just explore that. Um, and yeah, a lot of it is deep. I mean, a lot of it is like because one part of it is like you being courageous enough to be yourself at work. Right. But then when you are yourself at work, you know, it's not easy. You get hit with the racism, you get hit with the microaggressions, you get hit with a bunch of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So we talk about that, which is often those stories often go untold. Like if you think about it too, like if they do get told, they get told on places like Glassdoor on the medium. Right. And a lot of times these stories are told anonymously. So I'm I'm very intentional and I'm very thankful for the guests that I've had that are open to sharing these stories and not being anonymous. Right. Because a lot of people think that these stories are made up. They think that these experiences are made up. Right. So for people that look like us, like it's to create that representation. But for people that don't look like us is to be like, no, no, no. These these stories exist. Like these are the people that you work with. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I want people I want it to be an educational opportunity as well. And, and it's true because it's like anybody can be behind a screen, any disgruntled worker who got laid off or got passed up for, you know, promotion or didn't get a raise or whatever. They can get online and say whatever. But when you have people who are still actively in those environments and still saying like, no, 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 I have to swat hands away from my hair in the break room or, you yes. know, I have to rewrite my email eight times before I press send or, you know, whatever yeah. the situation may be like it, it is very much real, but do you yeah. do any like marketing or sales consulting on the side as well as a part of blue Doll, or is it just the podcast and your art? Yo, so that's really interesting too, because I feel like what I've been doing, so I launched it in 2020 and what I've been doing so far has been like raising awareness for it and building up the community. Mm. And I have not been focusing on revenue because I was like, I don't really need it. You know what I mean? I got the full-time job. Like I don't need the revenue. Right. But now this year is what I'm trying to do is prove to myself that this is not a hobby and it's an actual business. Mm. Right. So what I've been doing is literally just like outlining how many different revenue streams can I extract from this. Right. And that's what I'm going through now. So what, so what I tell, what I tell people is, the podcast is at the center of everything, right? It's our experiences. It's the raw, real stories that like often go untold, right? What I do from that typically has been create art and apparel from that that gets sold on the e-commerce website, right? Okay. So even so, like the, the, the AOC art that you see behind me, right? Like that has been a result of women going on the podcast and being like, yeah, I'm, I'm not comfortable wearing braids because people have been telling me, you know, they look ghetto or like, you know, the hoop earrings or the red lipstick, all of those things. Right. Mm. Like you see the the um, the Yankees player appear like this is a result of me feeling insecure about my facial hair because it's typically considered unprofessional. Right. So like all the art is based on that. But um, that's that's the original revenue source that I thought about. But now it's interesting because of all of the interviews or the research, if you will, companies are starting to reach out to me and ask me to speak. Like, so, you know, paid speaking engagements, like that's a whole new revenue yes, stream. Good for um, you. 
And because of all this talk about like HR related topics, like people are coming to me for career advice. So like, I never thought of myself as a career consultant, but people are starting to ask me like, how do I get into tech? How do I get the job that you got? All these kind of things. Um, but the area which it's interesting because human resources is not my field mm. um like my expertise is really marketing right so all of this work that i've done to market the podcast to market the brand i can help other people do that as well but i haven't started doing that yet mm. i mean i guess you, you you started the podcast a year ago you said yeah what was the biggest lesson you've learned in that year starting it especially during a pandemic um I would say, man, I, so many things. Uh, I mean, one, like there, <laughs> one, like just because you have a podcast doesn't mean people are going to listen to it. That's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Podcast is hard work. That That's probably the biggest lesson. Like it's a lot of work, like getting, raising awareness and getting people to actually listen to it is really difficult. So I would say that. Um, but I would say too, like, having a podcast is the best networking tool I've ever, it's the biggest networking secret that I don't think a lot of people know about. Mm. Like you get to build relationships with people that like you would never have access to, you know what I mean? Because you get to be like, yo, um, I want to tell your story. And then when you're on, you're like, tell me your deepest and darkest secrets. You know what I mean? And you get to, <laughs> That's how you run you get your to podcast? Build... No, <laughs> Kidding. Like you get to build a relationship with people so differently compared to like, if you see them at a networking event and you'd be like, Oh, you know, where do you work? Like, you get to ask some very mundane questions. Like, it's a different type of relationship that you get to build just because you have a conversation with somebody. Like, were you yeah. extroverted before you started yeah. your podcast? Really? Yeah. So why, I guess, resort to doing it behind the scenes and not, like, doing more, like, live stuff? Oh, uh, COVID. Well, yeah. yeah <laughs> that was a dumb question. Well, My COVID <laughs> also, um, COVID also just like, uh, equipment, mm. um, like I'll need multiple mics, but also will also just cost of like studio, whatever the fuck, wherever I'm going to do this. Right. Um, but also it allows me to tap into people outside of New York. So I'm in New York, but mm. a lot of my guests are in LA, like a lot of my guests I've never even met before. You know what I mean? So most of my guests I've never met. Um, so it just allows me to like take away that obstacle of location as well. So you just been DMing people randomly, like, hey, come talk to me on my podcast, even though I'm a stranger. Oh yeah. I'll be DMing people on LinkedIn. Um see, I had another guest who was telling me like she utilizes LinkedIn to, you know, put out a majority of her content. What what are your I guess like thoughts on like using LinkedIn as a platform like that? Cause I always just thought of LinkedIn as like the forgotten social network but I feel like so many more people are utilizing it like what am I missing put me on oh uh LinkedIn and TikTok are the only platforms where that you should probably be using um to get organic reach mm. everywhere else like you have to pay to to get people to see your stuff essentially um so if you want free organic reach those are the best ways to get it. TikTok first, and then I would say LinkedIn second. Okay, okay. I mean, TikTok is just like a whole nother beast in itself. Like, I feel like there's so many unwritten rules as it pertains to TikTok, and I'm just not prepared. Like, if there were like three things, like how do you advise people to use it in the space of like, say, podcasting or entrepreneurship? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, at first people were saying, oh my God, Twitter, 
140 characters like oh my god i can't do it i'm not used to it i i prefer typing paragraphs right people mm. said that right and then instagram people like oh my god like high quality photos like oh i'm not a photographer blah blah but here we are on instagram you know what i mean um and i feel you i was the same exact way even though i worked there i didn't have a profile like i had a profile but it was more like a creeping profile you know what i mean like i just saw people's videos <laughs> <laughs> he was lurking on tiktok yeah and then i was like oh it's just dancing you know i can't be pop locking on there that's not me you know what i mean it's, it's very un, un new york of me to be pop locking on there you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> uh but then i realized like yo like now nah, there's so many different communities on there um there's podcasts thriving on there really my my boy is a, is a twitch streamer just playing video games and he grew his audience to on TikTok, like I mean, it's it's powerful, right? So the 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 first thing I would say is that like you just got to do it, and mm -hmm. it sounds really corny, but like if you if you post three TikToks a day for a month, you will understand what works and what doesn't work. Like you'll you'll have the data, right? Number two, there's people already on the platform doing the damn thing. You know what I mean? So you can go look up podcasts that are doing really well. Like oh shit, what are they doing? How are they cutting their clips? How are they um? introing their clips you know what i mean all of that type of stuff and then three the most important part is is the hook is the is the first like three seconds because people have a really short attention span so you want to capture their attention really quickly so in that research the 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 thing that i would tell you to focus on is like how do people start their videos mm -hmm. is it with a question what type of question you know what i mean like all of those kind of things mm -hmm. um and just start you got to start somewhere you'll just figure it out trust me yeah, I mean, I've I've posted a few different types of content on there, and I've seen one did really, really well. So I'm just like, all right, how can I magnify this? But again, it's just like wrapping my brain around making the time to do all of those things. Like, do you um, run uh, Plural by yourself? Like, how are, how are you making things move? Yeah, um, and that's why I wake up at 5 a.m. That's just me. <laughs> It's just me and a full-time job. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, put me to shame, I guess. I mean, who you got? You got a manager? I'm like, I need a manager. She is, you know, taking on more clients, if you would like to speak to her. Because she's very great at what she does. I give her all the credit. Um, but, yeah, it's just trying to make the time and put myself in the mental capacity to spend on learning these platforms, learning what works, figuring out, like, my formula it's been a lot. So like, what is that like for you, you know, on a oh. mental and emotional level to do by yourself and do it so well? Like, wow. I mean, first of all, I'm flattered that you said so well, because, <laughs> well, it's, it's so interesting, too, because perception is one thing. Like people be like, oh, my God, you're killing it. Right. But the interesting thing about podcasting is that all the numbers, unlike social media, right? Like I can go to your TikTok and be like, you got a certain number of followers. Podcasting, everything is a secret no one knows how many listeners you have no one knows how many subscribers you have it's kind of like it's kind of like salaries like no one talks about like how much mm -hmm. people make you know what i mean and i wish i wish those numbers were public um <laughs> no are you kidding me <laughs> hell no I, like, unless i'm doing joe button in them numbers no keep that shit a secret <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. It's, listen, that's the same thing people talk about salaries. They don't want to talk about the salary because they're like, I'm not a millionaire. I don't want to like share this. But I think personally, I think it'll share. I think it'll provide perspective on like how everyone is doing um, me personally, because I am like I'm so, like 
the thing I go to therapy for, um, and I got to schedule more time with my therapist to get back on her calendar because she's, I got to find new therapists actually, sorry, because she's um, about to go on maternity leave, mm. pregnant again, congrats to her. Um, but yeah, I need a new therapist. But like the thing I typically go to for is like anxiety. Like my mm. mind is always thinking on like, what's next? Where am I? I'm constantly comparing myself. Mm. And I think that gets me in a depressive state constantly. Like I would say on a daily basis, I'm depressed, not for the whole day but maybe like an hour a day i'm just making i'm just making the numbers up right um where i'm just like i'm not doing well enough right but i feel like maybe if the numbers were public maybe i would realize that like i'm i'm average compared to everybody because i have this assumption like you you looked at me you had this perception of how well i'm doing but it's all perception you know what i mean like mm. i may be doing just as well as you're doing right and i feel like that transparency would at least make me feel a little bit more like I'm doing okay you know what I mean there's always going to be people that are doing a better than me but I bet you there's going to be a lot of people that are not doing as well as me mm-hmm. and we often don't compare we always compare up but we never compare around us or below you know what I mean and I feel like selfishly I feel like that would make me feel better <laughs> I mean no that's very real that's, that's that's actually very very real and I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but YouTube now has where if you see videos or clips or anything that have really, really high numbers, they put a banner that says, you know, with paid promotion or like oh. whatever paid promotion. So it's people who essentially who their videos were doing, you know, thousands or or even some you know cases, millions of views. But now they have this little banner that says, oh, it was paid with paid promotion. So they didn't just do this on their own. Do you agree with them doing that? Is that like along the lines of like what you would need to see so that you're not um, not falsely comparing yourself, but incompletely comparing yourself to somebody else? That's really interesting. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, And listen, like I'm not saying like, yo, if things are public with with like podcast numbers, like all my things will go away because like. Instagram stuff is public and like I get depressed looking at other people's numbers and I'm just like, I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I see people with like millions of followers and hundreds of thousands. I'm just like, I'm not there. But um, that, that that's really cool about YouTube. I, I, I just wish some of those numbers were public so I could provide more context into like how I'm doing. I mean, yeah, like I could, I could have I could have a podcast that does numbers if I just be on there and be like, yo, this week's topic is eating ass. I bet you that joint do... <laughs> You know what I mean? I bet you that joint do like a couple thousand. You know what I mean? Hello. <laughs> Hello. But like, you know, that that's not what I want to talk about. I want to drive the mission forward. Um, but not, I mean, honestly, it, it has been growing. And I'll and listen, I'll be transparent because I don't I don't really care. Um, I like last it has been growing, and, and this is why I tell you like the power of social media, like LinkedIn and TikTok. And I and I know those are working because of the messages that I get on the platforms, right? Mm. So it's like I heard it, I feel seen, and then I send you a message. And these messages be powerful. And like, I just started doing this maybe like a couple of weeks ago, but I started making like a positivity folder because again, I get depressed often. Um, and I started screenshotting all the messages and putting it into a folder like in my, in, in my phone. So whenever I do get depressed, the plan is to like look back at this folder and the messages be like, yo, you inspire me to like, wear my hair naturally to work and like I don't give a fuck what people tell me like this is what I'm gonna do right or you inspire me to like go into an interview and like wear my hoop earrings and you know what if they don't choose me for me then it wasn't the right job for me kind of stuff I was like damn I was like that stuff is powerful you know what I mean 
Um, and I'm starting to get those messages, which I didn't get at the beginning of the year, which is like growth for me from a qualitative standpoint. And then from a quantity standpoint, um, I know is I know the biggest challenge for me is just awareness. Like once people hear it and hear the stories that again go on untold very often, people feel seen and heard and validated. Hence the messages that I'm getting, right? So I know it's working. I just know that the biggest challenge is, is awareness. And it's your point. It's like, how do you bring awareness to it? And I think it's through those clips and through the like social media, LinkedIn and TikTok. That's amazing. I, 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 there is something to be said about people who give positive feedback to what it is you're doing. Cause it's not necessarily attention seeking or like seeking validation, but it yeah. does make you feel good to know that your, your purpose is being served to who it yeah. needs to be served to. Yeah. That's so dope. What about you? Like, do you think about that too? As far as like the type of content that you put out there, right? Because I think eventually people listen to your podcast, not because of the guests, but because of you. Mm. Like people fall in love with you. So people have started to ask me like, yo, why don't you do an episode just you? And I was like, y'all want to hear me talk? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have you thought about that too? I feel like somebody who, you know, also grew up in the, in New York. I'm from the Bronx. I hey. never really had, oh, hey, yeah, all day. Um, I never really realized how many emotions I was suppressing on a regular basis. Like growing up, I, I didn't really get to experience depression or anxiety or, you know, loneliness or any of those things. It was, it was literally like go to school, go home. Mm -hmm. And so the older I got, the more I realized like a lot of my, again, for lack of better words, behavioral issues, um, came from unexpressed feelings and emotions. And so I guess like somewhere in my 20s, I kind of started experimenting with, you know, figuring out my self-expression, figuring out what I wanted to do, why I wanted to do it. And so I kind of developed this, you know, habit of like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling like this. If it's linked to something in my childhood or if it's linked to like a certain trigger of mine, and then, you know, as I got older, I found therapy that helped a whole lot. And so now it's like, well, how many other people like me don't know all of the feelings? Like, don't know that there are certain, you know, like there's a difference between being apathetic and being, you know, indifferent versus being, you know, it's, it's just so many to name. And so in doing that, I was like, OK, well, how can I help other people? So when I talk about those things on my own, I get those same messages too, to be like, you know, like, oh my gosh, like I never thought about that. Or, you know, I share tips for things that I do to kind of help myself through things like that. Like I'm a big advocate of journaling. I'm a big yeah, advocate of even like voice notes on your phone. Like if you need somebody to talk to and you don't have friends that, you know, you can trust with certain things, sometimes just speaking help certain things so put it in a voice note like my phone is full of voice notes that either spark ideas for conversations in you know my podcast or shit that I listen to and I'll just be embarrassed and cringe and I'm like ugh, I can't believe that and delete that shit <laughs> you know what I mean but either way I expressed myself I got it out and I figured out what to do with it whether it's disregard that feeling or use it to create something else so it's been a really interesting journey. Again, like in developing what the show is now, 
I think it's been almost therapeutic for me, like on my own entrepreneurship journey and like figuring out what my purpose is, what my passions are and like what I really and truly want to promote with all of, you know, the content that I do create. So it's been, it's, it's been pretty dope. Like, I, I mean, I would be interested in, in hearing a solo episode of like just what you deal with on a regular basis or like ask yourself a lot of the questions that you may ask your guests. Yeah. Um, you communicating my emotions has been the biggest skill that I've learned mm. in life. I would say like I learned it through therapy and it helps me professionally, which is most surprising. Um, I mean, obviously, I think the romantic relationships is is an easy one personally, you know, with anybody, but professionally, it has helped me. And I feel like those skills are not taught to us. Like you go into a job and if you look at the trainings, it's always like how to learn Excel, PowerPoint, how to um, how to own the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like that. But like, yo, I and, and this is part of the part, part of the revenue streams that I'm talking about, like my plan is to eventually do like my, my foot, my foot in the door to a lot of these corporations has been the podcast. Like I've been mm. strategically, again, this is going back to like the networking part of the podcast. Like I'm interviewing CEOs and all these things that like pretty cool companies. Right. That's my foot in the wow. door. I was like, Oh, like I already got a relationship with the C-suite. All right. Yo, put me in touch with your training and development team. Oh, training and development team. Yo, I want to teach your employees how to communicate their emotions in particular the people of color you know what i mean and we don't have to segment it out but like i think that's the segment that needs it right um and like i'm already a foot in the door with the speaking engagements within these companies as well right so i want to eventually teach us how to communicate our emotions because i remember really quick story right but like there was one time at facebook where i was labeled aggressive and it was the first time ever in my career where like i had that label and like I'm not, I don't consider myself aggressive, whatever. Right. It was, it was a meeting. We had a disagreement. I was like, yo, I'm fine. Like, I don't agree with the strategy. This is what I think. But if we want to go your route, I'm happy to do that. And like, we had a back and forth and I was like, why are you raising your voice? So I raised my voice back. Eventually I was the one labeled aggressive, whatever. I had a therapy session. My therapist was like, well, like, we're using a louder tone. And I was like, you know what? I probably was. And she was like, yo, that, that's okay. I mean, she didn't say yo, yo, but <laughs> She was like, that's okay. They say that people that use a louder tone are often using the voice of the unheard. Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt unheard by your teammates? I was like, all the time. I've been in meetings. I say something. No one listens. Two seconds later, this white dude says the same thing with less data to back it up. They listen to him. He gets called a genius. I get told to take the notes, right? Um, I wish in those scenarios, I had the tools and the knowledge to be like, yo, team, I feel unheard. My opinion feels unwelcome instead of in that moment being like, you know, raising my voice. You know what I mean? That would have been a powerful conversation. And I bet you they would have felt bad for it and they would have made an adjustment. Mm -hmm. Like I want to teach us how to communicate our emotions so that we have a positive conversation before we're labeled X, Y, and Z. So that that's, that's part of the plan around, um, the mission of redefining professionalism for us. Right. Um, and it's part of like the revenue streams that I'm thinking about as well. So that's part of the 22 plan, 2022 plan. That, that is, that is a lot. Cause I always say that therapy provides a common language for people to speak and express their emotions because not everybody 
is equipped to do things like that. And it's so funny that your therapist told you that because I learned that same lesson. I forget, was that a meme? It must have been, it was either a meme or a Facebook post where it was somebody talking about uh, their Indian mother. And it was like, the reason why a lot of Indian women speak louder is because they have gone unheard for so long. And so they just mm. naturally end up speaking in a louder tone. And I, and even with myself, like I realized that like I was very loud as a, as a kid or, you know, in my early twenties. But as soon as I started this podcast, I feel like I've been able to not have to scream or not have to shout as loud to, to get my point across and say the things that I need to say. And that, that that's huge. Like, that's deep. It, it really is. Like, what kept you from saying, like, guys, I don't think that you, you're you hearing me. Like, what kept you in that place of saying, you know what, I don't agree, but I'm going to follow you guys anyway? Things I would say, like, I just didn't know how to. Mm. Um, it, Like, growing up, like, emotions was just never discussed. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I think my mom showed that she loved me, you know, in various ways. But, like, I didn't hear that emotion of you know i love you often um even the emotion even showing your emotions as far as like physical touch hugging the kissing like i didn't i didn't really get that and and when i did get it i felt like weird i was like why are you doing this <laughs> you know what i mean so i think i just didn't really know how to mm. um and the the expression of me saying like yeah like you know what i'm fine going with whatever idea you want to go with was more so like in in some ways me putting other people's opinions on a pedestal compared to me um and many times white people you know what i mean um but also it was me sort of like giving up like i don't want to go through this argument i don't want to go through this exchange and and maybe even like i don't want to communicate my emotions to feel weak you know what i mean like who wants to admit that they're going unheard mm. people want to know that they are being hurt you know what i mean so i think it's like a combination of all those things Nah, that's that's huge i mean are are your parents uh caribbean latino yeah dominican mm. I don't yeah know i didn't grow up with my father though so it was my mom and my grandparents i mean i don't know what it is about immigrant parents they just raise their kids with like this i stopped caring about I guess like emotional like things mm -hmm. of like I'm proud of you or blah 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 because I heard so many times like oh you're supposed to do that if I got a hundred it was like you're supposed to get a hundred you're supposed to get good grades it was never the positive reinforcements of oh my god you mm -hmm. actually got good grades like keep going like keep like that kind of encouragement and so by the time I got to college it was just like I don't give a fuck about this shit no more like I, <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't fucking care and you mentioned no. like romantic uh situations and expressing yourself like do you see or, or first before i ask that like are you you know single dating like what's your thing yeah i got a girlfriend uh got like a year and a half together okay. um it's going really okay. well yeah oh you met her during the pandemic uh no nah, we were talking before but then we oh. started like but no i mean does it make you a better communicator in like how you guys uh you know communicate disagree agree compromise all of those things because i don't think too many men like the idea of therapy and i think more men need to let them know how beneficial it is so if you could spend a few minutes on all of the great things that therapy has done for your relationship i would thoroughly appreciate it <laughs> oh 100 percent. i um there, I always say, like, my only regret in life is not going to therapy sooner. Mm. Um, 
And I mean, yo, therapy's <laughs> ther- therapy's tough because like, you know, one thing is just like the exposure, right? Like again, representation is really important, right? So having someone in your life or having the exposure to someone that is going, so you could be like, oh, if they're doing it, I could do it, right? Like for me, it was my boy that was going through a divorce. Mm. Um, I was like, oh, you're going to therapy? I was like, oh, maybe I should try therapy, right? But another thing is like the access to it. The only reason I started going to therapy, because let's be honest, it's really expensive. And, I, you know, I wish it was this less expensive is because when I was at Facebook, they give they pay for your therapy. Essentially, um, they give you like 50. They give you like 50 sessions for free. Um, so if you think about it, that's like, you know, I could go like once a week. Um, and when the when that's over, it's it's I got only got to pay like a copay. It's mad cheap. So I like mean, once a week for a year, that's a lot of progress that can be made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm That's what I'm saying. Right. And I, I have a similar benefit at TikTok, but it's not as many sessions, but it's, mm. it's the same program. Right. Um, so like one thing is just like representation, but the other thing is access. Right. Mm. But in general, I mean, therapy has helped me in my relationships on so many levels on on a very on a very easy conversation. I'll say an easy one, then I'll say one that's like people definitely don't talk about. But um, for me, easy one, like me and my girlfriend have conversations around how we're feeling. Mm. And if and it sounds so weird, but like, yeah, like simple shit, like, yo, I feel unheard. Like, I, I feel unwanted. All of these things. And we're like, OK, well, like, why do you feel like that? And that's a very different conversation from you don't want me. What do mm-hmm. you mean you don't want me? You know, what I mean, like, no, no, I feel unwanted. Oh, maybe because. It's feelings like that, right? I, but the other thing that therapy helped me with, sex life. Do tell. <laughs> I was so, I don't know why, but like I grown up or like high school, college, I was so anxious around sex um, where like I would be like at sometimes, depending on who it was with, you know, let's say like I put this this girl, on this woman on a pedestal. I'm like, yo, shorty's so bad oh my god this is me this is my moment i'll be literally like trembling as i'm about to as i'm taking my clothes off you know what i mean and um what that would lead to is like let's just say an embarrassing performance you feel me (laughs) (laughs) and like yo this is something that again it happens to a lot of people but like no one talks about it right and i would always think like yo what is wrong with me like what is this and that um (laughs) and I, i told my therapist about it um and she she gave me the illest bar she was like Papel, do do you think you're my only client? You know what I mean? Like, what do you think I talk to my other clients about? She's like, sex is like the biggest topic that people talk about. Like, I felt so normal in that sense, in that moment. Really? And that's all I needed. I needed to feel normal and I needed to work through my anxiety. Eventually, that's what I worked through, right? And I tell you right now, way more dick control. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying to you. This is an exclusive just for you. First time I talk about it on a podcast. Right way more dick control shout out to my therapist <laughs> that's about to be the title of this episode <laughs> i'm telling you yo now like i i mean i i mean i'm faithful right i'm only with my girlfriend but i'm saying like the performance is way better Listen, because I'm, I'm, I'm sure she thinks your therapist too oh she do she do um <laughs> but i'm saying like i don't i can tell the difference visibly mm. as far as like in the moment like i'm not i'm not in my head as much i'm not trembling i'm not like nervous it's I mean, it was a lot of work, you know what I mean? But dick control, period. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I guess my last question to you would be, uh, 
what made you pick a female therapist over a male one? Because I would think that, you know, a man would want to be comfortable in, you know, the things that he's speaking about and have that relatability. Yeah. I, I, I find it interesting that your therapist is a woman. What was the, I guess, decision behind that? It's so funny because I get that I get that question a lot. Matter of fact, I have a white female therapist. Okay, see, now I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I'll tell you, it's really simple. I looked up the therapist that was closest to my train stop i was like who does anxiety and next to where oh perfect that's that's it um but it's funny because i go into therapy sessions and she's been great right but there are certain topics that i talk about and she doesn't get it right going back to your point right and i feel like in some ways i have to educate her around these experiences where i tell people about these things and they're like well you shouldn't have to do that right and now that she is going to be away for a few months. She recommended I, you know, she sent me a bunch of recommendations, stuff like that. So now I'm going to do more research and it's not just going to be based on where my, um, where my train stop is, especially now that things are virtual. Right. So I think I'm going to explore, um, having a man of color, um, just to test it out and see what it's like, see what the experience is like. Um, I'm not gonna lie, there are certain times where I'm explaining certain things like microaggressions at work. And she's like, she doesn't get it. And I have mm -hmm. to explain it to her. So I do wonder sometimes what that would be like if, if that person was a little bit more um, understanding of that experience. Mm. Well, I thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me. It's been such a pleasure talking. I guess <laughs> at this point, you know, all of the things that you want to plug your website, your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your TikTok, do it all. <laughs> yeah, you can find me everywhere at Plural, P-L-U-R-A-W-L. That's just plural with a W before the L. And you can find me on LinkedIn at Pavel Martinez. That is P-A-B-E-L Martinez. Absolutely. Thank you so much again. Yeah, I even do free career coaching on Twitch on, on a weekly. Wait a minute. Hold on. How you was going to get away with not talking about that? What do you mean career coaching? I just answer people's questions. I used to like edit people's resumes live, but I'll be honest that that was not fun. So I'm just answering questions. Whatever people got. Like, what are some questions that people come to you about? How to get into, how to, to get into tech, how to mm. change career paths. Um, bunch of, yeah. Mm. That's also Twitch slash plural or plural. That's amazing. Well, I'm following you now. Please definitely follow back. Sounds good. All Pleasure right. meeting you. Same. Bye. Peace.